Hello and welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. Harvest Church is based in sunny Durban, South Africa. We are a family of believers who are passionate about Jesus. We really hope this message inspires you today. Good morning, church. I'm Derek, as George has just mentioned. Uh, you have a Harvest Church in Amaoti, and uh, I do, with the help of uh, leadership, to, to, to do the ministry there. We are here to say thank you so much for your love, support, and generosity. And um, I'll invite Faye to elaborate on that. But I do have a second, just to, we won't say anything. Come here, Zama. Come, you won't say anything. You won't say anything. You mustn't be afraid. I am blessed with this beautiful, you can see how tall she is and how short I am. I'm very, very safe. She is a const that is able to look after my family, myself, and South Africa at large. Because she is doing so well in this constable kind of a a position, she has been promoted to be the surgeon. And I'm praying for her to move on to warrant officer, colonel, lieutenant, and all the stuff. You can take your seat. Please come and elaborate. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. As Pastor Derek said, my name is Faye. Our family has had the privilege of being involved in Lungasani and Leda and Amawati for over 10 years, which we just absolutely love. We're here this morning to celebrate the goodness of God that we've been singing about and to say thank you. Thank you so much to Harvest Church that has sewn in to Lungasani and Lele and specifically into our safe house. These beautiful children, they, they come into the safe house and they're truly transformed by the love of Christ. Um, and yeah, they, they are part of our inheritance, which goes along with what we've been singing about and sharing this morning. Some of those children are currently in the safe house and three or four of them have actually left They've graduated from Technicon and university, so they're back. And then I'd also love to honor our beautiful safe house mom, Nolatanda, could you stand up? Because without her love and her prayers and her constant mothering and caring, yeah, these children wouldn't be here with us today. So, yeah, that's the reason we're here, to just say thank you that this is part of your inheritance, and then also to give you an opportunity to partner with us in the kingdom going forward. As you know, Mandela Day is coming up, and our safe house that these children are in, the roof is leaking quite badly at the moment. Um, we've got a quote for 16000 to fix it. 
but we trust God completely. And yeah, there's some other things around the house we just want to fix up the paving and yeah, the bathroom and stuff. So if you would like to partner with us. And then I know a number of you in the room are probably already um, partnering with us on the learner support program. What that consists of is paying 200 rand per month to sponsor a child to be on our program. The youth workers uh, check up on them, look after them in their homes, make sure they've got uniforms, they're at school, and that they're doing okay academically. So if anyone would like to partner with us and sponsor a child, that would also be wonderful. Thank you so much. Without your support and love, Lungsan wouldn't exist, wouldn't do what they are doing. Thus, we are here to say thank you. And uh, Teach Smith taught me that he is my friend, he is my leader, he is my daddy, uh, he is my everything. Whenever he blessed me with something, when I say thank you, Teach, he says, are you sure that you are thanking me? Then I said, no, I thank God for you. I don't know whether my vocabulary is correct. <laughs> then he says, yeah, you're right, Eric, because... It, it's God that uh, actually told me to give you whatever I give you. So glory must not come to me, but to him. So we are here to say thank you, Jesus, for Harvest Church from Shanga Rocks because of your love, support, and everything. As some volunteers are coming, not only to helping these in front of you, many, many others. They go to Brutal Primary School to take care of the kids that are uh, to give them aftercare. Anyway, I'm here not to preach the storm, but to give a report and uh, tell you what is happening in our Maoti. We just give God the glory and we bless the year 2001 when we came to our Maoti. This is the scripture that I don't know whether the teacher can still remember that. The scripture that we came with when we are knocking at Amaoti doors, having heard that kids of Amaoti uh, have no future, have no hope because parents died because of HIV and AIDS. And coming there, this is the scripture that we came to Amaoti and knock. It is found in Isaiah 61, which reads, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. We came to Amaoti where the scripture became our mission statement when we reached out to that community. And really, the, the Spirit of the Lord was upon us. It was teaching John Smith, Blake Phillips, 
Russell Curtis, and few others. As we came to this community, trying to help those little ones who had no hope, no future, sending them back to school so that their future can be nurtured, we carried this weapon. We carried this sword. This sword did wonders in my presence. I saw lives transformed by the power of God's word preached to those people of Amaoti. There are churches there. There are Pentecostal churches like the African gospel, the full gospel, the assemblies and all those others. But when we came, as simple as we are, with the love of God, the youth was joined in just like that. And I remember one young man went to his mother who belongs to the Pentecostal churches and said, Mommy, I'm not going to hell seeing with my eyes, hearing with my ears, and walking with my feet. The gospel that is preached by Teach and his guys, I'm accepting it. And I'm going to go to the church. He worked on his salvation. He's gone to be with the Lord, but being saved, having met the Lord Jesus Christ. Because there's no way that when you encounter with Jesus Christ and your life does not change. It is impossible. If there is no change, then there is no Jesus. When Jesus touches the life, I saw it with my eyes. I saw guys giving up. Amorti is a home of evil. Immorality is there. Adultery is there. Everything rules and reigns there. But we preach the gospel. And lives were transformed. There was a young guy that was sitting under the South African government to say it is, it is legal when it is illegal with the word of God. They were sitting together without being married and have children already. And he was willing to serve with me in the ministry. And he said, my brother, but there is this problem with you. Then I said to him, if you have a problem, he said, the finances are a problem. I said, finances are not a problem. You need to go to your in-laws and negotiate with them. And something will come out. Otherwise, tell me. I'll come with you and negotiate on your behalf. I prayed for that young man. He went and saw his in-laws. And his in-laws gave him a blessing that he can get married to, to, to that woman. As a result, that guy and his wife, because of age, of, of AIDS, they are no more. But the good news is, they left this world having encounter with Jesus Christ and doing things according to the, the, the word of God, living a life that is pleasing to the master. We used to sit under the tree uh, next to the church that we were using and sit, uh, you know, when Afghan guys are sitting ar around and making a circle, they normally have a, a, a black container, a round black container called ukamba, and they load that container with the Zulu beer. So, and they sit around and drink from that. One day, the taxi driver was passing by as he was looking for passengers, and he saw us sitting around in a circle, and he said to us, wow, what are you doing there? How can guys get together? We can't see ukamba there. You know what the guys did? 
the guys lifted this ukamba. They said to the taxi driver, this is where we are drinking from. You can come and drink with us and your life will never be the same. In the year 2000, no, 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 in the year 2001. And then it was so amazing when I see these guys giving up the wrong, uh, they were living in the darkness, but the true light came and they responded positive to the light and the lives were transformed. Not 100%. There were those that thought we, we are crazy. They, they stuck in the darkness. But those who respond positive, those who came, we preached and we told them how wrong these ancestors are. Then our numbers came down because this is our culture, this is us, you know? But those that pressed on, this is the witness. They passed their studies with flying colors. I have one girl that is my highlight of Lungisani in Lela and the safe house. Her name is Masivwe. That young girl didn't know Christ. That means the thief was there before Jesus came into that life. So when she was doing grade 11, she was controlled by emotions. And her aunt, her mom passed on. She was living with her aunt who is her mother's sister. And she said to her, hey, you are wasting my electricity when you're starting the whole night long. This thing is costing a lot of money. So switch that thing off. We want to sleep. When she was trying to start using the cell phone, she insulted her and said, you are using that phone. You're acting like we are studying. You're not studying. You're talking to your boyfriend. Switch that thing off. The news reached to our youth workers. And they reached out to this young girl. She was doing grade 11. She was rescued from grade 8. Others down, down, down. But that one was doing grade 11. She was about to quit, controlled by her emotions. But how can she pass without studying? So she was about to give up. But our youth workers reached out to that young girl. And they told us the story of this girl, brought to our office. We took this young girl into the safe house. When she came into the safe house, she met that lady that was just introduced to you, who is the mother of the safe house. And the mother said to her, here are the lights. You can study as much as you want. And then you can sit the whole night long, no problem. She started. She found something new in this home. In this home, they pray. In this home, they go to church. In this home, they attend Bible studies. In this home, they, 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 they go to the youth meetings. She was involved in all those things. As a result, she encountered with the Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, the wonderful counselor, the mighty redeemer, the good shepherd. She met her. She met him. And her life was transformed just like that. As a result, she ended up being in our worship team. She passed her matric with flying colors. She went to university in Zululand. She did wonders there. I announced the baptism service. She left the varsity and came down to Amahoti 
to be baptized. She was baptized by John Jennings. That young girl today is married, has a beautiful home in, in Hazelmere Dam. She's blessed with two children. We just give God the glory. Where there is Jesus, there is change. It's amazing. I'm glad Teach is here. In 2001, when it came to December, I said to Teach, I'm going on holiday. Teach said, no, Jerry, you can't go on holiday. I said, I, I will, Teach. I always take leave in December. He said, but, but pastors do not take leave in December, Derek. But I said, but this pastor takes leave in December. <laughs> then then teacher said, okay, Derek, go and leave. But make sure next year you're not going to take leave in December. I said, thank you, teach. I went on holiday. Coming back from holiday, the hall that we, used to that we were using was no more. Some, another church, which carries a totally wrong doctrine, occupied the room that I was using. All of a sudden, I couldn't, we couldn't actually use that hall anymore. First day, when I came back from holiday with the church, we have no room. One of the ladies said, you can come to my house. And we went to her house using her lounge. Others were sitting outside. On our way to this house, the father of that house said, these people are sent by God to me. He said, these people, uh, these people are coming to my house so that I can serve him, worship him with them. That man was involved in political organization in Amaoti, the well-known one. And he used to go there. And he said to these uh, whoever, council or whatever, he said, now, excuse me, you must know that I will attend your meetings, but at 11 o'clock I must be in my house because there is service there. They said, hi, Baba, you can't do that. He said, yes, I can do that. They said, uh, we, we, you know, our, our old uh, leaders were Christians. They mentioned the names. I can't even mention them. And then they were, they were also, so we are also Christian organizing. He said, listen here, these people are saying to me, it's not about those leaders, it's about me and Jesus. And he left them. And he came to his house and have meetings with us. Some people in Amawati said to me, thank you, Pastor Derek, for coming into ours because we used to, doing a toy toying and slogans, but now we are rejoicing and we are dancing for Jesus Christ. No more toy toying. I'm talking about the power of this. We carry nothing but this. This is what brings transformation in the lives of the people. This is the weapon. This is the sword of the spirit. This is a love letter. To us from our Father. If you respond positive to this book, you are pleasing the Creator. The second scripture that is in my heart is John chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. 
where Jesus says, I am the door. And whoever comes by me, he comes in and out and find partial. And the tenth verse says, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. Without this book, being negative to this book, we are dead alive. We are stolen by the thief. We are dying slowly. The thief comes to steal, to kill. That is the work of the devil. That is the work of the people who say, some guys went to the college with me, and today they say, this book is full of lies. It breaks my heart. Because this is true. I'm delighted that up to this far, there is nobody in this world who says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Because there's only one way, truth, and the life. And that way is Jesus Christ, the hope of glory. Outside here, we have people who say, they are the way. There are people who are saying they are Jesus for the blacks. There are people who say Jesus is white and they are black so they have their own kind of a God. Jesus is not black, white, yellow, green or whatever. Jesus is the son of God. When you worship him, you worship the son of the living God. I was so delighted with what was happening here because I have a faith. That what you, John, you're talking about is going to be accomplished. When Peter got up in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost, when guys were talking in tongues, devoted men in Jerusalem said, don't worry, these guys are drunk. Peter got up and said, these guys are not drunk as you suppose. But this is that which was mentioned by the prophet Joel, that in the last days, you young people will see vision, will prophesy. And the old people like me and teach and others, we will dream dreams. And I have a dream, Church of God, that I request you to bear with me, especially young people, that the generation that is going to come now, it's going to be the generation that is going to say, we are anti-drugs generation. We are the generation that loves life. And life is in Christ Jesus, the hope of glory. Set the example in your prayer meetings. Remember us in Amaoti. Because the thief is busy there stealing young people with the teenage pregnancies. Sexual immoralities. They can't even focus in their studies because they think that boyfriends are better than the books. One day Cyril said, books before boys because boys bring babies. And one of the boys said, babies are a blessing. <laughs> babies are a blessing when you do it at the right time. Get married first 
I mean, fall in love with your education. Please, young people, help me in prayer. Pray for the youth of Amaoti to fall in love with their education first. To grow up and get jobs. And do whatever they want to do with their monies before they get married. They need to enjoy life. Life is in Christ. There is no way that you can enjoy life. That thing I was listening to, to, to my radio, the Minister of Education was in tears because they were going to visit kids, and I mean, people that were getting babies in, on, in New Year and, in, and on the 25th of December. The Minister of Health said, kids as young as 10 years, they were falling pregnant. And she said, the kids at that age, the, their, their system is not ready to be conceived. I wept. I cry. Kids must know that their right is to fall in love with their education. And then, when they're done, like my daughter here, Anita. Folks, you heard what she said? She said her job has been terminated. So if it tickles in your heart that you want to conduct me, I'll give you my number. Hallelujah. Because she walked a very good journey under that mom who said, study, study, study. They're not allowed to go anywhere. They don't go out. They do nothing. And they're kept safe in the arms of Jesus. So I'm here to say, church, things are happening in a moment. To God be the glory. But the darkness looks like it's gaining momentum. They say, teach new broom sweeps clean. So when we arrived with that uh, ego, with that power, they were joining just like that. But I don't know what happened all of a sudden. Because they are, most of them are still in love with the darkness. They are dying and not aware that they are dying. Because Jesus is available. And he came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Young people, abundant means overflowing with what you guys are. As you lay your hands, lift your hands to the great I am, those that are in darkness will see the light that is in you and they will follow you. That's why I'm saying the scripture says young people will prophesy and, 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 and see visions. And us old people. This is my prayer. This is my dream. That young people will actually do away with these kind of things. On my uh, Radio Zulu, a presenter said to the toddlers, the little ones, said, phone me and tell me what is it that is done by the youth of nowadays that you say you do not want to do. Don't tell me about good things that they're doing. But what are the bad things that you see the young people are doing? Some phoned and said, the youth of nowadays, especially in our area, they do not respect the parents, they do not respect the teachers, they do not want to study. They, they are bad news. But one touched my heart, little one, said, I don't want to take drugs. Then I said, my dream 
will come to pass. Because that is my prayer. That young generation, I'm praying for fresh generation. That is going to drink water instead of Coke. Because Coke is full of sugar. I pray for disciplined young people. You know, I don't care what dictionary explains the word discipline. But to me, discipline means to do what you have to do, not what you want to do. Paul says, whatever I like to do, is, that is not what I do. What I don't want to do, that is what I do. I don't feel like praying, but I have to pray, then I pray. I don't feel like reading the word, but I'll read the word. Lend me your cell phone. Lend me your cell phone, somebody. Young people, there is life here. There is stress here. There is depression here. There's only one condition at which you can download your Bible here. If you are disciplined enough that now I want to study the word and you abide in the word. Because if you're not disciplined, I, I, I would like to spend some time with the word, but let me check what's happening on WhatsApp. I want to spend some time. Sometimes while you are reading, there is a, a tone that says, Doop! As much as I say, Doop! you want to check what, what's up. There is time for this. Spend more time in this than in this. There's death here. Sometimes you can get messages that can make you have a sleepless night. Because the message here say they're coming, they're going to kill you. They're lying against you. They say you're in love with your boyfriend or husband or whatever, and then you cry. But I don't do that. But here, there is life. When you open this book, this book will tell you that there are no evil weapons that form against you that will prosper. When you open this book, you will find the story that says, fear not, because I'm with you. In this book, it looked like my friends. You really disappointed me. I don't want to talk to you anymore. I can't believe. Da -da 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 -da. When you come here, God loves the world that He gave His Son, that whosoever believe in Him will never perish but have everlasting life. Here, you will find the statement that says, choose today. Who do you want to worship? As for me and my house, we will worship God. Thank you so much. I was here just to say thank you 
for supporting Lungisani in Lela. Pastor Derek, we thank God for you and what you're doing in that community. And we ask for grace to receive your thank you because it came with a lot of challenge uh, to many of us. But I just feel the Lord's just been really emphasizing this thing of generations and legacy. And uh, we've got a responsibility just to Engage with the Father's heart, with what He's saying to us in this moment, whether we are part of the younger generation, whether we're in that middle passage of life, whether we are those that are dreaming and having a fresh dream for that next generation. We just need to make sure that we're taking the hands of those that are around us and that we're journeying forth together, as we've already heard, with strength and courage, knowing that the enemy comes to rob, kill, and destroy, and that's fine, but we function from a different level, where there's one who's come to bring life and life in abundance. And it's overflowing. And so we need to tighten our shoelaces, even if we're not going to look that sharp, but that we can move swiftly with them securely into the destined places that he's calling us to. And uh, I just want to take a moment to pray that for us as a community. So, Father, you've been speaking. You've been moving. You've been imparting life. You've been challenging. And you've been calling us forward. And I thank you that even as that picture has come, and I just see a, a little child with their father putting their foot on his knee as he starts to tie the laces and secure it before the child goes on the race or whatever journey he's going on. And the father's saying, you can do this. I'm with you. I'm cheering you on. This is how you approach it. This is how you move. And just, Father, I pray for us as a community, individually but also corporately, that we'd have the sensitivity to hear what you're saying and then the courage to move forward in that. And so I thank you that it's a new day. Even as we head out through these doors, we're going to read on the wall, the best is yet to come. And that's because you're not only in our past and in our present, but you're in our future. And so we just thank you that you're leading us, guiding us. And even as that word came in the worship, where there are things that have been tripping us up, holding us back, habitual behavior patterns, whatever it might be, we step out of that and we step into life and grace and the more that you have for us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Together we say amen. amen. So be it.